Nightshade Brigade activated. to a very unconventional, stressful, and yet somehow we've managed to make it here episode of Some Like It Hot. I am currently on camera again, and this week I am joined by a good old friend of mine I like to call Dade. Say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> now, some people call him OPK Dade, and we're going to get into all that stuff in a minute, but I want to tell you, getting to this portion of my morning was uh, a lot. We didn't think this what, interview was going to happen. I'm having a lot of technical difficulties. And so I'm still in my pajamas. And it's Sunday. <laughs> it's we're... Sunday, and he's still in his pajamas. So you're getting the pajama edition of Some Like It Hot. And whenever you get a chance to actually watch it, because it's been uh, a morning. I wasn't sure until about 10 minutes ago if I was going to be able to do this. So <clears throat> with that being said, Dade, I would like to introduce you to everybody. So, why don't you, information that you're willing to give, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and how we met? Uh, well, gaming, of course, if, but uh, uh, I'm very low key, I guess you could say. I'm casual. Uh, I am a father of, of two children, of course, uh, five and 22 years old. I uh, won't give my age out there, but if I have a 22-year-old, you can do the math or play some get games. Yeah, we'll... get a baby at 10 years old. That's that's fun. Gaming is how we met, and gaming is what I do. It's what I do on the side to get away from the real world is what you would want to call it. And because it's always a manic world for Dade. Um, how many phones would you say you have, Dade? Uh, personally, at the moment, two, but... I use three, four, five. I test and I use things for work and then for personal. Right, well, a lot. in telecommunications. And so we won't say what company you work for, but he runs, how many businesses do you run? Uh, currently we are, we went from 10 to six. So I run six locations. So you're talking about 30, 30 employees, give or take plus. This is why I have data on because although we, we know each other personally, Data is a businessman. Data is more on the side of things different than some of my other guests. So I've had, obviously, this is a, the third episode of my, this is my second season. I've been blessed enough to have an NFL player on. I've been blessed enough to have um, a lot of people last season that I like very much. And a lot of people that I deal with in my business, especially in entertainment, they're entrepreneurs. Dade has an entrepreneurial side to him, but in the end, Dade runs some serious corporate businesses and he works for these major corporations so he understands the comings and goings of that world he understands um, the underlying issue of having to deal with COVID-19 affecting being able to work in, in that business especially face-to-face uh, -face with customers so we're gonna get into that okay we had to start over so some of you might notice that he has his audio piece in now I told you <laughs> oh my goodness but this is what makes it interesting okay so anyway, so we were talking about how Dade is into telecommunications and how he's running a lot of businesses. And that's great. That's wonderful. But the one thing that we really love about Dade in our personal lives, the thing that's really the juiciest, is Dade's dating life. And Dade, now I asked you prior to our, our, our audio issue, if you could repeat for the audience, are you currently dating anyone? No. No, no, no. I'm not looking to date anyone. Single and date. ready to mingle? I guess okay. you want to call that. So the thing about Dade is it's it's well known in our circles, and I won't expose too much of your personal life, but it's well known in our circles. Dade is he gets around. He's you know he has a lot of experience. If you want to ask him questions about sex and relationships, he's a good guy to ask, and and we might have him back on for uh, men who need tips. Um, but what I wanted to know is, and this is what I asked my last guest, but you're definitely a lot more um, advantageous than my last guest was. Um, so COVID nineteen. How has that been for your sex life, Dade? I think this is no surprise, but it's been terrible for <laughs> I as well. Uh, I think for everyone, if you're smart, I'm not saying that if you're not looking out for yourself, but uh, you know, dating with COVID-19 is definitely probably not something that I would recommend. If you are, fantastic. Uh, I've seen a, a, 
a freaking uh, a picture earlier today and it says wear a mask they recommend I think it was Canada they say sure have sex but wear a mask no kissing shit like that it's like what's the point so wait thing? so so okay so if you had to let's say there's a really gorgeous woman around and she's uh, willing to have sex with you but she wants you to wear a mask but not a condom oh I'm wearing both <laughs> which is probably for the best but that's uh, like so all right so prior, been, go ahead, go ahead. It's been, it's, it's not been normal, I'd say. It hasn't been normal life. Even well, in that department. use like apps. So now like, have you noticed on the apps where people are just like, not They're dry. Them? Like the apps have been dry. I haven't even, I purse for me personally, I don't even bother. It's been, it's, it's been like a spike of, I mean, I don't have the time for it as much as maybe a lot of people, unfortunately. Well, Fortunately, I still have, you know, a J-O-B running and doing all of these things. But it hasn't been normal, like, honestly. It's not been the normal dates, you know. Like, <laughs> well, typical. all right, and I, all right, I'll say this, and if you want me to cut it, I will. But let's just be real. Dade has had quite the turning door. There's like, you know what you should do at your house, Dade? You should just put in one of those doors that spin so that one can come in as other ones go the- out. You know what I mean? Like one of those glass spinning doors that have the, the one way the, the hotels. Yeah. <laughs> because exactly. he used to have a lot of business. I mean, not business. Like he wasn't making money, but he was he was getting down. So now that normal life. All okay. Well, all his life. But then this was leading up to COVID nineteen. So now we're in the middle of COVID nineteen. And yeah. you just mentioned you have a little a small child. You have a, an older child, so you have to protect them. You don't want them to get sick. So you're not randomly hooking up as maybe you might have wanted to in the past but is it making it challenging see I'm, I'm married so I'm not dating so I have no idea what it's like to be single in this so that's why I'm fascinated with it because I'm I'm trapped mostly in the house with someone I want to uh, you have to watch the video to see that <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but you're 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 in a different situation you're not trapped you don't have anyone there nagging you all day like me and so, uh, me, I'm the nag, by the way. I just want to make that very clear. I'm the nag. It's fine. I, I'm a good-looking nag. Um, but, <laughs> but you don't have to deal with that. So you're single. So your issue is foraging for vagina. So how does a man like you forage for vagina when the apps are dry and the masks are on, covering half the face, mind you? I mean, it really just depends on you. Um, you can take a chance. Go out there, you know, be super safe. Wear a mask. But it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, and it's just, it's so awkward now. I mean, I've been to the bar lately. You know, I went with my son the other day to watch the game Thursday night. I mean, there's really not many ladies out really looking to mingle like that. I mean, there's spots and places, you know what I'm saying? But like, well, you, know, I, you I, should always go after. I mean, these are women, obviously, in the area that you're in, and probably the places that yeah. you go. I don't know but it's how. Not the same. Well, yeah, but I don't know how many Trump supporters go to the bars that you go to. Because I'm thinking, if you go to a bar that's mostly female Trump supporters, I guarantee they'll be there with no mask on, ready to play. There's probably a gazillion people that with, without the mask, right? But currently, where I where I live, there's plenty of uh, Trump supporters here. So you live in? We won't say what city, but you live in Southern Florida, the south, yeah. most, the most, almost the most south part of Florida, and. So it's quite Republican there. There's a lot of retirees, as everybody knows there. There was a girl on TikTok. She did a really funny video. She goes, um, I don't know her name. She, I wasn't following her. I just happened to see it. But she said something like, um, uh, Florida would be a blue state if you would stop sending your grandparents here to die. <laughs> it's like, so fucking true. Damn. <laughs> it's like, damn, that shit's ice cold. But now that we're on the topic of Trump... This is another reason I have... This is the main reason I have you here. And this is probably going to be the meat and potatoes of this conversation. So, you are a Hispanic male. Do you care to say what your origins are? As far as bloodline? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I have so many. A lot of it is European descent, but uh, was my family's from Chile, which is South America. And my kids are half Puerto Rican and half Chilean, of course. And then I have the European side. We've got some Italian, French, German blood in there. Who, who from South America really doesn't, but that's what I have. And and do you have a message that you'd like to share for any of my 
uh, Hispanic listeners, po- possibly in Espanol, so that they can understand. Because they'll be like, mm, let me hear him speak Spanish. I don't know. <laughs> Para los Latinos, um, of course. Uh, I, I stand with them. Yo, yo me paro con todos los Latinos. No importa el país que tú seas. Uh, si tú eres Latino, you should represent todos los Latinos. It's, it's the same as saying, it, for those who don't speak the Spanish, you want me to translate it really fast. Basically saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Latin, doesn't matter, doesn't matter where I was born, I'm still Latin. And for all, Latinos should be one. I'm sure there's different opinions and different sides of all kind of breeds and all that. But if you're from that culture, you should be 100% for that culture. It doesn't matter the country, because there's a lot of uh, Latinos who don't support each other based on the country they're from, but at the end of the day, if you think about it, you're still a Latino. Right. Or if if you're an American, you're you stand for all Americans. It's basically, what I'm saying, but for Latinos. So how do you when you see that there's Mexicans or Latinos for Trump? What what goes through your head when you see something like that? Because I I cannot imagine. It's in, in a way for I mean for my personal opinion is uh you know it's hard to understand but hey you know at the end of the day you you kind of have to if you if you dig deep down if you're someone who was raised in this country and you you have some smarts you have to understand that everybody's entitled to their opinion you know what i'm saying it doesn't mean you have to agree but it's their it's their opinion now me personally it's it's a little just disappointing, I guess. That's the only word I can use, the best word I can use to, without offending people. Here's the thing. So this is this is layered. So you can go through yeah. whichever one you want to go through. But I want you to be just be honest about it because this is your chance to say what you got to say. So and you yeah. are very vocal. You talk. I hear a lot. <laughs> so now I don't know if he needs a cocktail or a, a, a oh, cup of Hennessy oh. or something. That, I mean, if you want me to take the gloves off for a second. Yeah, no, sure. I want you to take the gloves, but let me give you something to, to aim at, right? So here's the it's... thing. The, the, the Latino community, that, that really upset me, because as you guys know, I live in the desert. I live very close to the... I can literally walk to the, the border with Mexico. So seeing that I live so close to the Mexican border, I have a lot of Mexicans that I, I come in contact with. The majority of the ones I meet, they are not interested in Trump at all. But there are there are Latinos that live on the other side of my town in the rich neighborhood, and they are for Trump, and they don't seem to mind at all that there are literally children that are ten minutes down the road from here that are being held in encampments, like Nazi camps essentially. That's what they look like. If you ever see them on TV, that's one thing. But if you see them in person, they're disgusting, and they're they're locked in there. Their families are locked in there. They're being t- separated. Um, it's come out now that a lot of the children have been um, displaced and been hidden in hotels. Apparently, Trump's administration has been hiding children in hotels so that it's not they're not seen as being kept in encampments. So they're trying to make it look like it's more like a foster care issue. And that a lot of these kids that are being taken away from their parents, their parents are being sent back to Mexico or whatever country they're from. And a lot of these kids are finding, um, the social workers are finding that these kids have been molested raped other things by the people that are in charge of watching them so when you hear about that and then you know that there's actual people that are mexican or latino descent and they're sitting here like well i don't care i still vote for trump they don't vote. they're illegal so they can go back home and do it the right way that's what they all like to say you see that right there a lot of people in the country don't know only within those areas there and the rest of the people like those people who are voting for trump and say go back to your country they just turn the blind eye and say, fuck them, basically. Fuck you, it doesn't, you don't matter. Like, you're worthless. But they, if you if you dig deep down into their culture, if you ask their grandparents or you find someone that's back from where they're actually from telling people that, if you go dig deep, deep down into people's real history, they wouldn't necessarily like to hear that. They probably would, you know what I'm saying? Bit smacked. If I said that to, uh, you know, a great grandmother or someone, you know, some of, of that nature, it's gonna hit back home, you know. It doesn't matter if you were born outside of this country or not. This, that it's it's a very sensitive topic. But like, here's my here's my issue to you, right? So I have a yeah. friend, and if she's gonna watch this, she'll probably have a comment. I'm not gonna read it, but um, <laughs> she's an old friend of mine that I don't talk to. But she 
has gone full-blown nutso. And I am only bringing her up because she's a perfect example of someone I actually know. She is not born from this country. She only recently got her citizenship within the last 10 years and within five years of Trump being president. And as soon as he was running for president, as soon as he became president, she's watching Ben Shapiro, all these right-wing crazy lunatics. And I'm calling them that because that's what they are. I'm not going to be nice. I don't dance around nothing on my podcast. That's what the yeah, fuck that's... they are. They're assholes. Yeah. They're greedy. They're crazy. And they're, and they're using their rhetoric to whip up other people who are not fully there or maybe easily confused to get their agendas pushed. And so she yeah. she started siding with them, and she's like, "Well, if they want to live here, then they need to get their their paperwork. They're here illegally, so they can go back. It's not my problem. They're staying in cages." And I'm like, "Um, honey, you've been here for 20 years or more, and you were here illegally the entire time because your green card expired, and and you weren't even here on a work thing, and you and you just got your citizenship. You almost got." sent back you were almost them and it's like within five years of her feeling like she's an american now she's putting down other people who just want her the same chance she got it's insane it's fucked up it's insane. blind eye tunnel vision <laughs> they get cooked some people get programmed into something there's no way to get them out so if you want if you want a mess if you want a real message for me how i feel about the entire politics and the trumps and all that is just people need to re- remember where they come from, who they are, who their real friends are. Because at the end of the day, we all got to live our lives normal. This is something actually said by a sports person in the world, very famous person who just won the Western Conference. People got to go back to living their normal average day. And these people are going to live wealthy. All these news people that they're listening to that are in their ears, these people are paid by millionaires and billionaires. And there's a lot of things that don't want they don't want you to hear so they're not going to really talk about it. So, so it's fucked up. So messages, fucking just know who the fuck you are. Remember where you come from. We don't have to be enemies. I, we're, it's like this country and this world is just becoming fucking war zones with each other. That's well, kind of like gonna, we're going to get into that. But I want to stay with the the international issue, especially with the yep. being, um, people coming to this country wanting to be a citizen. So, you know, OK, I, I explained a girlfriend of mine who, you know, She's been radicalized by her partner. He's a, a white male uh, from the South, if that gives you any more context. And she's and, and that's where it is. And then that's why we went our separate ways. In fact, we went our separate ways before everybody else started doing it. So just so you know, I started the trends where, you know, people started cutting people off on Facebook. <laughs> I started that in real life. Uh, but it's because what's happened in this, this time period is we found out who our friends are and where they are mentally in ways we've never known. We've seen where that, which way they d- decided to go, just by who, what side they chose in these arguments, right? And it's unfortunate because some of these people we've known for years, but when someone's sitting there and they're like, "Well, I don't care about the rights of this person, and I don't care about the rights of that person, and that all I care is how it affects me and my taxes," then it's like, "Really? That's you? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, then I don't want to be friends with you anymore because we have nothing in common." But money, money. Well, yeah. Well, and and delusion, because again. She was also for uh, against um, like people getting unemployment, people getting food stamps, people using the system. The, mostly the the Latinos, the Mexican community that she says are here illegally, right? But get this, she was on food stamps and she hasn't worked in fifteen years. She has no <laughs> voice. She shouldn't be talking. And I know she's gonna hate this, but it's true. I'm not everything but I'm saying is hundred percent true, and so that's why it confused me. I'm like, how are you siding with these people who you're, you're literally who they're talking about? They don't know that. And you're, and so you can get away with that. She's blessed to not look like she's 100% Latino, if you get my drift. So that's why she kind of floats in there. Yeah. But here's the thing. There's someone who's way more important. Well, obviously, there's someone who's way more important to talk about than our friends, your friends. Let's talk about Melania. She's an immigrant. She's not from this country. She married into her citizenship. Her child is an anchor baby. Melania has benefited from the same things that she's trying to cut from, or at least she's not stopping her husband or his friends from taking away from other citizens. It's fucked up based, if you really want to ask me, as an immigrant myself, being her, she should be more vocal for the, you know, 
the immigrants than she actually really is or pretends to be or whatnot. Because I haven't heard shit in three and a half years for anything for anything good for immigrants other than fucking what you're experiencing down there and on your end, you know, putting fucking kids in cages. That's fucked up. Let's put your children in cages. See how the fuck you like it. I don't think you would fucking like that at all. Like that's fucked up. Let's put your children in cages and see how you like it. I'm pretty well, sure no one would like that. Well when we went into twenty sixteen, like you know, this is this is the thing people forget and I'd like to refresh your memory, right? So Trump started being uh, a part of our daily diet as far as in the media since the summer of 2015. And I remember this very clearly because I was in the middle of moving to another state. So it was the summer of 2015 when he, or the, around the fall, where he descended the escalator. And that's when everybody made that big joke because he, he went on national television in, I think it was like August, I'm not even sure. And he's, you know, he made his announcement. He was running for president and he was like, we're going to build a wall. We're going to get rid of the rapists and the criminals that are trying to get into our country, the drug dealers, right? And that was like, everyone's like, whoa, we've never heard someone talk like that. And that's what made people interested in him, made people like him, the ones that do, right? So ever since the summer of this five years, we have not been able to escape Trump being on television, on the radio, on Twitter. He is, and they won't, and the media... They're so corrupt. They're so desperate for likes, views, shares, retweets. They don't care. They know that they're feeding the beast by keeping him on when they should just shut him off and not put any more of his rhetoric out, not put any more of his stupid misspelled, misquoted tweets. But they do it because they know it's going to keep their advertisers happy. They're going to keep making money. They're going to keep their numbers up. And so that's when this all began. I always look at it like, if you were to go back into the past and you were to tell or tell yourself just about 2020, forget the rest of the shit date, right? Just 2020. And you go back and you talk to day 2020. Now, of course, you're going to have to be like, hey, we all fucked up. And like, we'll, we'll pick like 2007 all fucked up, playing Gears of War, you know, having a good old time. Life's good. You go back there and you tell that day. But my, by the way, you walk in there with the mask on, so he won't even know who you are right away. With the oh. little bit, a little bit of gray right there, a little bit of gray. Him like, who the fuck are you? You're like, I'm you. You gotta take the mask off from the future. And then you're like, you tell this person yourself from the past. Trump, Donald Trump's the president. There's a pandemic, and nobody can leave their house without wearing a mask. All the businesses that we used to love to go to, the bars, the clubs, everything closed down for almost a year. The Dow is up, but all, every there's like 50%, almost 50% unemployment. It's like 40% unemployment. 40%! Okay, 200,000 people died from, from this virus, and half the people in the country think it's fake. And if you told yourself that, first of all, you probably think you were tripping. <laughs> drunk as shit but you have a little girl she has a whole life ahead of her for growing up how does that affect you as a father seeing what's going on and what could potentially be happening during this election or after this election like what do you what do you want to do i mean this i mean if you're a parent not now with a, you know a newborn you know up to 10 under 10 years old that's say, you know because they can't truly comprehend everything it's fucked up. You're playing basically defense everywhere you go, especially in 2020. Masks everywhere, fucking kidnappings and bullshit and writings and fucking police bullshit. You know, you're afraid. You know, kids are some kids are afraid of police. Some kids just for what they see on television, you know, what I'm saying, or on their devices and shit like that. Um, or in the back of your vehicles when you're driving and you're putting your own, you know, propaganda out there. But you know, it's fucked up. You're playing defense. So it's like, how do you try to put things normal? How do you tell your children, hey, you have to put your mask on before we go in here? You know, how do you explain that to, you know, honestly, I'd say to a child that's, you know, under three and a half years old, they have no dialogue of what's going on. And it's like, it's fucked up. You know what I'm saying so. And you, and when you were talking about going back to 20s, uh, 2017 or 2007 yeah. it's like if honestly what was going through my head was like back to the future the movie like truly if you think yeah. about it it's yeah. like 
when when what's his what's the dude's name that's the bad kid uh, Beth? Uh, when he, yeah Beth. that's Trump if you yeah. think about it oh yeah you're right if you think I saw <laughs> I saw a picture early on the internet I think two days ago I saw right. a picture of that and if you truly think about it if you've seen the movie it's almost in real life but so red different. face not, not blonde s- hair mean bully <laughs> yeah you're right yeah, yeah that that's is Trump. what it is right in a way. you know what I'm oh, saying shit. Just... well we need the flux capacitor we need to <laughs> we gotta send someone in that DeLorean back to the future yeah. ASAP this dude, man. <laughs> no you're right because and that's the thing like you would never like that that's yeah. what I'm saying like I, I try to explain so this is this is for me right so I, I have to deal with the fact that the military is a big part of my life. And so I deal with someone who's in the military and the military is very strong. They're, sorry, not strong. They're very strict and stringent. And so because of that, they, they make the soldiers, I don't want to say brainwashed, but they are definitely conditioned to just go with exactly what they're told by their higher ups, their command. And so when you have to live with someone who is like, well, no, that's, that will never happen. And this is what's really going on. And you don't understand how things work. And then I'm like, okay. But I try to explain to him, you know, uh, he's going to try to steal the election. He's stealing mailboxes. He's putting out lies. And now he made an announcement about not, not um, giving away p- p- power, saying that he would not do this peacefully. Which means that he's going to do it not peacefully, which is, sounds like a coup, and it sounds like a dictatorship. And anybody who understands history or has watched any of the other dictatorships around the world, then they would be very alarmed by this type of rhetoric. But we already knew he likes Putin. He likes Kim Jong-un, who we haven't heard or seen from since uh, COVID-19 hit. I think he's dead. I think he's in a bunker. Hiding. I, I think he's dead. He ain't, he's in there. If he was in a bunker, he could still put videos out. I mean, Osama bin Laden did, and he was in the bunker forever. Our our generation has a very, very high vocal voice, both vocally and I think uh, online, socially, through different generations. And I think we just need to uh, truly get the truth out and not be afraid to speak on certain things, because if we don't, we will never see change. If we don't, we're never going to move forward with anything. But what you do know? you mean when you say, like, because I'm asking you, there's there could be a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. So if there is a dictatorship, if if this country ever got to that point, I, I don't think there would be there'd be many people wanting to stay here, yeah. especially those who have properties and things outside of the country. Because not everyone who lives here only, and if you're an average American, you know you probably have only property here. But if you are an American who has property outside of America, then you probably be looking to get, of get out of here. Of course, people who have the means to get out will get will be able to get out, right? Or, and, or those who can't and who have family still, outside mm-hmm. can, can go without a problem. And this is so funny because we started this year, when I started my podcast, and I repeat this over and over, I don't care because people listen to certain episodes, right? When I started my podcast, I had no idea what kind of year this was going to be. I did not know this was going to be this type of year. I started my podcast talking about normal shit, then all of a sudden a pandemic. And now I'm in the second season of my podcast. I'm not even in the third episode. We're not even done with this episode, and we're talking about possible dictatorship and civil war. Like, what is wrong with 2020? <laughs> 2020 is a fucking blur. A nightmare it's from hell. Scary shit. <laughs> and no one truly knows what the fuck's going, going on, on. If you really ask me, or right, they so- don't have a, they don't have a plan yet. No. All right. So we're gonna take a break, and after the break, I'm gonna talk to you about Black Lives Matter, civil war, and uh, we'll do your hot five where we'll try to make things a little bit lighter so stay tuned all right i have something in my mouth that's nothing new but we're back for the second part of some like it hot with dade now we don't use last names or for you know first names with dade dade is my friend from the gaming world dade used to run a clan that's something that you do in the gaming world the opk clan and Gaming has changed a lot. We didn't really get into a lot of gaming conversation this time around, so hopefully next time I'll have a panel with a people, a few people who talk about gaming, and you can come on and do that because there's just too much serious shit going on to talk about gaming. Like that's our passion. That's also my business, but this is more important. So right before recording this episode, 
Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg had passed away. That was last week. Then uh, Donald Trump announced who he was going to appoint in her place. And, you know, to the glory, you know, to the wonderful glory of the fact that he did choose a woman. Well, hey, he chose a woman. He's not a bad guy, right? He chose the most extreme right Catholic Christian woman he could find. A woman who is a part of a, a, a sect of Christians in, 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 I believe in Indiana. I could be wrong. You can fact check me in the chat somewhere. But that believe that women, their place is at the home and in the kitchen and all this other nonsense. And I'm thinking, well, how are you a judge? <laughs> how are you going to be? I thought, shouldn't you be at home in the kitchen if that's what you believe? <laughs> so this is the problem. This woman has been put in place, Dave. I don't know if you knew that. Or she's not even put in place. She's been chosen. They haven't voted for her. And the Republicans have said, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, have said that when Obama was still president and Hillary and Trump were running for president, that they were they stopped him when Justice Scalia died. Damn, I know shit off the top of my head. When Justice Scalia died... <laughs> They, they did not want Obama to appoint his replacement in the Supreme Court, okay? And they did everything in their power to filibuster, to stop him, to make sure that whoever was the next president would be the one who got to choose it, okay? And they said, mark my words, on camera, both of them, when the next election comes around, if the next person needs to be replaced, we'll wait into the next election, election after those results to choose the next Supreme Court just like we did again. But this time, they have their buddy in office, and they're saying, nah, nah, yeah, we know what we said on camera. We know we lied directly into the camera, and we didn't mean shit that we just told you. We want a new judge, and we want them now before the election in 35 days. They want to make sure. They want to make sure that just in case Trump gets voted out and Biden takes place, they want to have all their right-wing Christian hardcore, you know, zealots in there to make changes into the country, sweeping changes that could affect your rights, my rights, LGBTQ rights. I mean, it could go on and on and on. So I, and I heard for decades that it would last, that it would until be the next changes. One dies. Right. They, mm-hmm. they have that job until they die. No one else has that job, their jobs until they die, unless they work for themselves. People are afraid that if they get this judge, and Trump does not peacefully give over power. Again, dictatorship stuff. Most specifically, they think it's going to be like a TV show called The Handmaiden's Tale. Have you ever heard of that? I've not. You've never heard of it? <gasps> Everybody. Maybe I've watched. No. Maybe I've watched it. Maybe no, I... you would know. No, you would know. Everybody know. who's listening to this and anybody who's watching this, you need to watch The Handmaiden's Tale immediately. It's on Hulu. It will tell you everything you need to know about what you should be afraid of coming up in this election. That being said, so we're headed into possibly this lifestyle, Dave. You live in Florida. You live around a lot of Trump supporters. A lot, yeah. One too many. (laughs) What is it like day to day as they see everything's going their way? All the judges are dying. They're getting replaced. You know, it's quite fucking annoying at times because all they do is bitch and dog the rest of the world mm-hmm. as if they're not part of the world themselves mm-hmm. like you know it's like what the fuck like you, you you're here by yourself or do the rest of these people not exist mm-hmm. fucked up do you ever see do you ever run into trump supporters who like walk up to you or into one of your stores or anything with no mask on giving people a hard time because we see that yeah. all the time Daily, people go, come in the doors and they bitch and they complain. I mean, we're fo- we follow the protocol, but at the end of the day, if you're walking in and you, you fucking don't want to follow the rules and you want to spit your own opinions with that why you shouldn't have to wear one, it, it's fucking annoying. Number one, and it's just self. They're they they're selfish as fuck. They don't give three fucks about anyone else but themselves. Mm-hmm truly don't and they're feeding this propaganda that's being fed to them from I don't know where the fuck because well, I don't top. I mean their own it, boss said there was no it was a hoax it'll go away in April 
And then behind the scenes, he was telling reporters yeah. that were interviewing him that he knows it's real and he's gonna downplay it as much as possible. I can't understand some of these people. I just tune. I, I swear to God, the 2020 right now, we're probably. I have tuned out probably beginning of June, early June-ish. Mm-hmm. I tuned out the Trumpers and just anyone who's just trying to fucking mind fuck me with their bullshit. Right. And just my 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 way of being around any of them because I've stood toe to toe with both. A lot of Trump supporters, some Biden supporters, some independents, some, you know, different types, just different levels. <clears throat> but well, at the we end... Have, well, this is something we have in common. I'm going to cut you off because I want you to make yeah. this point and I don't want you to miss it. Yeah. We have something in common. So now someone's going to be listening and he's going to get mad at me. But we know we have a friend in common <coughs> who we've known for a long time, you longer than I. And, you know, he likes himself some mocha. He likes himself yep. some Hispanic girls. But all of a sudden he's aligned himself with Trump. He says Trump's his guy. He likes Trump. And him and a couple of your buddies that used to be in your gaming clan, they've decided that they like Trump. And mm-hmm. and it started to alienate you. Be- Go ahead. I'm going to tell you, yes. Um, fucking, uh, it, it, that you just said the word. I had to separate myself in a way where it wasn't, it's not normal anymore. Like, I just can't even be around you anymore. I have to treat you kind of... You make me feel as if we're enemies mm-hmm. in a way. And we're not anywhere near this. We, we don't live on the same earth. And your answer to anything is basically, well, if you don't like what we're saying, then you should leave. Is is the word that hits me more than anyone. Because I am someone who was not born here. Um, but I've been here my entire life. I have children I have family members in the, in the service who are active to this day. So there's a lot of a lot of ties to me to this to this place, but it doesn't feel like home anymore. It feels very different. You know, even even being in this town or even going back to my actual hometown where you know we want to talk Dade, they the name comes from Miami Beach, Dade County. It's right. Now even when I go back home, I know there's people, there's plenty of Latinos for Trump here. Right. And I personally know a few who are and, and honestly without me even having to remove them they just removed themselves from my circle they did me a favor because i don't have to deal with their bs but i think to to not be too much of a dick but i'm still gonna be a dickhead is people just don't know how to not be selfish in this world anymore and i think that's the main difference between uh myself and a lot of people who are trying to go this way you know, and if it happens to be that you have to vote for Joe Biden, because that is the only way if you're a normal person anywhere you live, I don't give a fuck where you live. You can live in Australia or you can live in California, Korea, it doesn't matter. If you're a normal person, you know that voting the other way, if you're looking from the outset in, it doesn't look like America's getting any greater at all. It hasn't been for the last three and a half years, but if it is, who is it getting great for? Because the only people who is great for is those who have the money. Well, those And that's a funny you know thing. Because again, our mutual friend, he's sitting there and he's like, oh, well, it's a good thing if they get rid of the, the unemployment thing, I guess, because so many people just don't want to work. And I'm like, you were on the unemployment. You were taking the money. You didn't even want to go back to work because you liked the money they were giving you. And it's like this disconnect where they don't see themselves as the person that's in the rhetoric that's about, you know, who we're against as the Trump supporters. They don't even see who they are. And I'm and he's not the only one. I have a I have a, a half black male guest who's coming on who's a Trump supporter and he loves him. He's like, Oh, the, the, the Dow is up, the money's up, the country's doing great. Yeah, I'm like is- I'm like, but you're out of work. You've been out of work for four or five months. And so they 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 don't even see that it's not benefiting them directly. They just keep going along with it. We're all being just played with. Um, if you're a taxpayer in this country, if you have a job in this country, or if you've worked in whatever decade or whatnot, you've paid your taxes. You're going to always pay taxes. There's always going to be money coming into the government. What they do with the money is another story. We don't hear the exact truth. So do you know where the money actually goes? When you, you know, like, so we're being played with and we're being divided in this country. We continue to be divided by so many other different things. There's a reason for it. And there's, if you're smart enough to realize it, there is obviously, yes, the market is up. The, 
the the stock market is doing fantastic and great, but what about the rest of the people who well, don't they have? Blame the, they, they blame the Democrats because when the of stuff course. was getting held up and the second stimulus didn't come out, they're like, well, that's the Democrats' fault. That's what it but, is. It's not Trump. It's not the Republicans. It's the Democrats. It's the snowflakes. That, I think though that's the game though in business. That is this it's a dirty business, but that is the game. And but, they're keeping us and, and what they're doing is keeping us at each other's throats so they can continue exactly. to be doing what they're doing. Right. We as as the people who live here in this country, it doesn't matter if you're an immigrant, uh, if you were born here, however, if you live here and you work and you pay your taxes, it doesn't matter your wages. You have your your due diligence to pay your part to participate in this country. You know, I, I I was listening to you know of all people, of course, very famous president The Rock speak today and why he's you know supporting Biden and Harris and the the facts that I got out of it, the ten percent I got out of the whole conversation was we just need to get back to you know humanity and you know work together. What the fuck ever happened to that? Like. It feels like we're living in a place where we all are telling folks to go back to a third world country where things aren't Well, we're already normal. in a third world country. We and have a pandemic. Feels, yeah, we have people out of work. And we have a dictator who's trying to take full control. We are a third world country at this point. We're heading right there. Like, it people feels don't like that. It. it feels like that. It feels like that so much in different parts. I travel through a, a lot of parts of uh, Florida, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the months, days. And I see so many different communities. And at the end of the day, you know, you know to, to what I do daily is I try to motivate those who are at the, on the lower levels of life sometimes, you know, including myself, including anyone who's listening. But, you know, you're, you're trying to look for something positive out of everything is is a good thing if but, you hear but here's a, the thing wait hold on i want to cut you off yeah. on that that's his wonderful i'm it's a very positive message and i'm not trying to stop him from that yeah. but i want to make sure that i keep you on the task with this because the other thing that i didn't mention when we're talking about third world country is riots looting buildings burning and a whole entire state that looked like mars last month because it was on fire it's become common knowledge black lives matter Cops are killing black people at a, at a very high rate. And people are like, oh, well, they kill white people at a higher rate. Yes, there's more white people. So that's why. But also, a lot of the white people that they end up killing, they're actually criminals. In this situation with the black men and black women and black children, they're not doing anything wrong and they're being killed. They're laying in bed and they're being killed. They're eating cereal on their couch and they're being killed. They're minding their business and going to work or driving their friends or their wife or their child somewhere and they're being killed or harassed. This is why Black Lives Matter. This is what this movement is really about. And so Trump is not really for it and his supporters aren't really for it. And this is what makes it hard for me as someone who is biracial and dated a lot of white men, <laughs> a lot, um, <laughs> and, my, and, and had a very long relationship with a white man. I, it is, makes it so difficult for me to have those connections with my white male friends, not females, they've been okay, they've been good about it, but specifically the white males, they keep making these excuses for why people deserve to die. Breonna Taylor, she got no justice at all, and they're making excuses for why Breonna Taylor deserved to die. So many, I mean, honestly, I'm going to be real honest with you, it has a, it plays a lot in the back of my mind because... You know, myself growing up as, as you know, in my areas, you know, we, we were targeted. We knew we were targeted, but you think the key word is we knew we were targeted. And I'm and, and I'm by no means, you know, you know, very dark skinned or anything like that. But I know I was targeted by these individuals, meaning the, you know, police departments of that nature. They targeted specific people. They tar- and to this day, they do that shit. It's a fucked up situation and they cover up is the key word that I'm going to use here. Anyone who speaks on them, it, it, how hard is it to prosecute someone who does something wrong, whether you're a policeman or, or not? You fucked up. You did something wrong. You do the time, just like everyone else. They won't. They won't budge. It, it's it's no, but it's, it's a fucking. It's it's because it's such a strong group that's so protected and held to such high standards. But yet again, when they are being prosecuted, we're not holding them to that high standard where there are folks who are definitely trying to do that but there are people who are protecting them on the back end that we never see and speak or hear of who don't want it to happen mm-hmm. it's not good for business if you do it you know what i'm saying so that, in a way 
it's like a, it is a fucking business. Sorry to say this, but that's what the way they make it fucking seem. They should just. Well, the military, I mean, not the military, the, the prison system has become a business. They need you business. to stay going in and out of the system because they make money off of them. They use them to make goods, chairs, license plates, clothes. They use them for slave labor and they justify it by saying, well, they're criminals. But some of them aren't criminals. Some of them are just people who got set up or people who did a petty crime or a child who made a mistake. There's still a tunnel vision with a lot of people where they don't want to see it they don't want to speak on it they want to justify any piece of anything oh he was a criminal he was that or not you know what i'm saying there's so much different fucking dialogues and different scenarios at the end of the day all they want to do is protect the badge by any means necessary that is code that is what they're doing and it is fucked up because we are all human beings we all have family members we all have they know exactly what the fuck is going on and the truth is what we're speaking on is what the fuck are we really going to do about it we keep voting for people or you know all these but what are they actually going to do are they going to ever fucking listen to the people who are actually being targeted which is people from our generations to you know fuck the, I don't even think they discriminate they don't even discriminate of the age group I've seen kids being fucking traumatized in front of their fucking that they that's not fucking normal that is not fucking normal and if you ask me personally what these politicians should really fucking do they should have mental fucking awareness checks on these people before weekly, we vote them daily before, and the police all this yep. shit mm-hmm. right. because and start from the top not just right. the the fucking candidate coming in in the academy you start from the fucking I mean, top Kanye West was running he's clearly unstable and it's like there should be a mental check and there should be a rule in place that if someone is clearly unstable as he is they don't even get to run what are we doing like not. why are we pretending we don't know these things need to happen and so I, this is my last topic with you before we go into your hot five so yeah. The other thing our mutual friends don't like to hear is this word, this phrase. It's called white privilege. The reality is there are a majority of white people who they think that they don't have privilege, that black people do, minorities do, because of the ACLU and all these other things put in place to help them get jobs and go to school. And so they think that it's time for them to take back their country. It's time for them to have, in a sense, they want to have that privilege. That's what they want. They want to make sure they actually do have that privilege. And so when we have these conversations with our mutual friends and we talk to them and we say, well, you know, you don't understand it's different for you. And they're like, well, I went to jail. I, I had probation. It's like, yeah, but you were a drug dealer. You were caught dr- dealing drugs. That's why. And they're like, well, my white privilege didn't get me off. Okay. But you're still free and you're still living your life. There's a lot of black people who do less crime than that. And they find these judges who give them decades decades they ruin their whole lives over an ounce of weed that's the difference that's the privilege you get a slap on the wrist you get probation we get never-ending hell a cycle into the prison system i share stories all the time but i'd like if you have one of you know maybe a situation where there were a group of you and someone who wasn't white received a harsher punishment than the per- the white person involved you know an individuals uh walked in and you know they were automatically targeted um and I, i'm not in the location but they were targeted immediately and i was like i was called up on it for it and i was like um what's the problem you know and they asked basically what they're asking me to do was to check you know, uh, visuals to see if these, if I could watch these individuals from them. And, and my question was, why do I need, that's not what I do because they feel a little threatened. And I, and, and at the back of my head, I was like, okay, I give it one second. I look, and of course it's two individuals, you know, it was actually a, a Latin person and a African-American person. And the individual in the store was actually a Latin person. And, you know, my question was, one, to get to your topic was, why are you calling me for this? It's really not important. These people are, it, it turns out they were actually customers and they, and they purchased items. After they purchased, after everything was said and done, that person called me back and was like, I'm so sorry. Like, 
I, I don't know why I called you. I well, that's called discriminatory you. bias. So yes, that's, 100%. Right, that's not white privilege. That's different. In a way, it's white privilege because what you're saying is there were other white customers there. I'm, I'm just asking, maybe you can fix, clean this up. But what I assume you're saying is they had white customers they never call you about. But then they had a customer that came in that they thought was suspicious and asked you to look at the cameras and it turned out that they were darker people. And... Well, the person behind the counter who is Latin descent doesn't look Latin. So in my head, okay. I was trying, I was trying to, you know, analyze with her why she was doing this per- right. this thing, and it was because she doesn't feel as if she's uh, uh, fully Latin in her in her mind. So she has that issue as right. well. So it, it affects a lot of different people. Right, like, and that and that takes us to other issues we don't have time for, like colorism. Yes denial discriminatory bias where you've been raised to believe what certain people look or dress a certain way that they're probably yeah. in trouble i mean we could go on and on date i know you gotta take care of your your daughter so i'm not yeah. gonna do that i would love to have you come back again i like i said i want you here for a panel one mostly about gaming but i'm sure you guys will talk about something else but i i appreciate you being here we'll weed through the mess that was this interview because of all my technical issues and our life issues and some of my own but it's fun it makes it fun we're in our we're in our our jammies <laughs> i'm gonna go right back in my bed after this trust me i woke up just like this and so all right so let's just lighten it up before we get out of here because i mean 2020 is just a never-ending hellscape no matter what we do so the least we could do is try to have a little fun while we're in hell all right so are you ready Dave, for your hot five questions sure all I'll right. try my best to answer your questions. Go ahead. Well, my first question to you is, Dade, when the pandemic is over, let's just say in 2021, let's say the pandemic is over, do you feel like you will go face first into two vaginas at once or you might actually want to be in a relationship? Uh, we're diving in. Fuck all that. <laughs> we're diving right back into where we was at. <laughs> I ain't got no time for none of that. <laughs> just gonna... Let's- Make up for lost time, right? Could you tell some of the guys that are listening what's your app of choice for the, you know, the best, depends, best place to search for vagina? It, it depends where you are. I mean, you could use an app. You can go out. You could socialize. You can, um, a lot of, Well, a lot of the young people that listen, they just use apps. Like, they go out with their friends, but they don't... It's very difficult for them to socialize and to meet people. Like, they don't know the... They're not from the time where they walk up to a girl and be like, what up, short? Like, some people still do that. But a lot of the people that are younger millennials or Gen Z, whatever, Gen Y, whatever, right? They don't do that. I mean, so honestly, like, you can use Instagram is the perfect place. Instagram, believe it or not, you can message anybody. Depending if you're a public figure, if you're not, there's plenty of fish out there. You can, it's like business. It's like a regular business. Imagine you're doing code calling for a business. Right. If you're a man and you have nothing to do, if you're a shy guy, you don't know how, how hard is it to send a message to someone who is either going to give you their time or not or whatnot? You, you go out there fishing. It's like code calling, gentlemen. You go, you do what you do, and eventually you'll catch something. And if not, you move on. But okay. try. Okay, so my next question to you is if there's one thing that you couldn't do besides sex in 2020 that you could do in 2021 what's the first thing you would do that you can't do right now because of everything that's going on uh, travel vacation i'm so due for one yeah so due for one. i am traveling with no regard i'm with no <laughs> problem i want to travel without having to worry about masks and bullshit and having a good time yeah so travel. Yeah, I've seen it, is, people- it is kind of bullshit right now you can't have fun. It's yeah. like you're gonna run into some locations somewhere where somebody's gonna give you a hard time about something about whatever. Nightclubs where right people now. have to sit, they can't, they can't dance. Uh, <laughs> I mean, apparently uh, back home the uh, strip joints are open, and I've seen some of my friends personally back home. They were posting. They they had wasted no time. They were ready to roll. So I don't know how that's going. I mean, you know, right you could this catch worse. Over. You could catch worse things at the strip club than COVID nineteen. <laughs> Well, if you have some, you know, some 100% stuff in front of you, you're sanitized, I guess. Sprinkling (laughs) Uh stuff. All right, stick into the sex stuff, because that's what I wanted to really get at you in the hot five. Mm -hmm. Give the guys that, you know, they're out here, they're trying to test the waters. What is one of the worst hookups you've ever had? Give them a, just tell, and be, just be real. 
<laughs> do you want me to really answer that? Yes, 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 yeah. of course. You know, we, we met up and, you know, I wasn't expecting what I was expecting. And me being me, having to do what I had to do, I had to take one for the team, but I wasn't expecting that. What was and it? You're like dancing. You're dancing. Very much. I have to dance. I'm not going to describe, but if you're a man or a woman. Why not? Why would you describe there's, it's there's, a podcast? <laughs> this is a picture of a big tree trunk. Way bigger than I was expecting. A so big... That sounds weird. <laughs> I don't think you want to use that as an analogy, because when people think of a tree trunk, they're like, does she have a tree trunk in her pants? What are no. you... Fuck, no, fuck no, no. That's what it sounds let's just, like. <laughs> <laughs> let's just... Let's just say she was uh, much uh, bigger than Dave was actually expecting. Oh, you mean like when you met her? Yes. Oh, no, that's not the story I thought you were going to tell. I'm... If you were talking, which ahead. story were you, what story are you talking the about? The one where you took her panties off and you were like, yeah! <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah, you said it was smelled so bad that you couldn't like eat for like a day. Yeah, terrible. I had I walked out on that person. Oh, you walked out on that person. Definitely. Could you and describe for us what it smelled like so we know? Sardines. Oh god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And normally, you know what? Normally most guys can, you know, or a human being can smell that from a mile away, but maybe <laughs> I, maybe I had too much handy and cub that day. Who she knows? had industrial uh panties on that were keeping the smell away. Damn, and she didn't know. Did you ever talk to her again? Never. This was also uh, oh, so one of those one of those things where we don't we don't know you. I don't know you. Ladies, keep it fresh, keep it clean. Just because it's a wop doesn't mean that it smells good. So let's just keep that wop fresh. All right. So Dave's one is it one in a million? But go ahead. I'm sorry. Dates being very um, innocent today, which is fine. It's okay. It's- I. It's Sunday. I'm a good guy on Sundays. We'll have to get you on a different day then. Okay. With that being said, I promised my viewers on my stream, Nikia Nightshade on Twitch, Monday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is when I do my Mortal Kombat competition. Dade is actually one of my competitors this season, which is another reason I had him on. And he will be going against 18 other competitors for a prize at the end of the season. Oh, if if the world doesn't explode, uh, December uh, 2020 is when the season will end. So one of the things that we love about you is you're the only person who has a Terminator as one of your fighters on our Mortal Kombat I'm competition. the only one. You, or at the moment you are. And so I promise... Don't do this to me. Don't do it. I know. <laughs> I promised that he would do the voice for them because I, I, I'm horrible at it. But we were doing the uh, the get down one and the get in the chopper. Get to the chopper. Get down. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. You know what? I'm going to watch more of the uh, ones that are on Mortal Kombat. I'm going to practice those because it's been a while since I've done these voices. Well, that's not him. The voice on Mortal Kombat, it's his face. They used his likeness because they can like yeah. use it from Warner Brothers. But they had a But it's not his voice? No, it's some other actor. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's very good. Well he's he's decent and they because they weren't they couldn't pay I think they couldn't pay Arnold Schwarzenegger the money he wanted. Yeah, they ain't gonna pay him. No, trying to do no, that. yeah, that's not him. Alright, well you guys got what you got enough. You got a taste of the old Dave Terminator action. So Dave, this is my final question. This is a question I ask of all of my guests. Just summarize it. English and Spanish translations are great for both people who are listening. In very brief terms, tell everybody here, Dade, what is your life all about? Right now, my life is all about, honestly, 100% positivity for me. Um, Change my thought process, my mindset, Mm -hmm. um, and just having fun. Trying to, when I walk into most rooms, and and I'm, I'm probably speaking as a fucking corporate asshole at the moment, but... When I walk into places, I just want to be someone that you can open up to, talk to if you're down. Because there's a lot of people out there who are in need, who don't speak on it, who are afraid, who just might need somebody to say something. So what I'm saying is I'm a positive person. I'm always open to everyone, anyone, whether it's social, whether it's through any of my fucking devices, whether it's a text, uh, group chat, I don't know how many fucking ones I have. 
I think that's pretty much sums it up for 2020. That's dates you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because... yeah. Gotta go day to day on 2020 because everything changes every day. So. Well, my 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 work life doesn't uh, assist me uh, in the party department either. So I'm busy six days a week, sometimes seven well, daily. And so that's it's like. Why I'm very grateful I could get a hold of you on a Sunday. He's also a huge football fan. Luckily for me, his team wasn't playing while we were recording. I, Dolphins are not playing today. Did you want anyone to follow you on anything? Or you did you want to promote anything at all? My gamer tag is where you can find me for most things. Uh, my social media is open on IG. It's also, I believe, my gamer tag. My Twitter is my gamer tag. What is it? Tag. You're not saying it. It's uh, OPK date. DT. Well, this is my friend Dade, everybody, and hopefully we'll have him back on again, and he'll we'll talk about something. Hopefully, life will get a little bit better. I, I don't know. I try. I try to hope. You know what? It's getting better. <laughs> people really don't see it. I think uh, a lot of people uh, don't see it yet, but things will be getting better. Well, I mean, cross your fingers. I appreciate we'll you, you being here, Dade, and for all those of you who are listening or watching the podcast, you know. Just one last thing I'd like to say to you. If you're of age, vote. Okay? And uh, until then, keep it hot. See you later.